Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back as we find ourselves once again on Common Ground. I'm Six Datmar. I'm Jennifer Uncle. I'm Kyrie Page. And we're all Scanline Media. And uh, no, no outsiders on this episode of Common Ground because uh, this one's a little, a little last minute. Um, but you know, listen. So anyway, um, <laughs> they listened. They listened intently. Experienced the silence and, yeah. um, and yeah, they they were able to absorb it. I I hope so. You mm-hmm. know, over here at Scanlay Media, we have a tendency to do uh. For for April Fool's Day, we don't do any like actual April Fool's content like pranks because that's shitty. That's for jerks. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is we just do slightly sillier content, and one of the most common ones is we do a lot of snack line media where we do like reviews of like horrible Pop Tart flavors and things. Um, this year we didn't do that partially because my diet is limited by recovering from surgery and stuff. So unfortunately, none of that. But you know, it's the best next best thing fruit yeah what if we you know i'm supposed to eat a lot of fruit and recovery uh-huh. as long as i properly wash it right you know, listen hey folks listen you're like of course i'm gonna watch an app wash an apple or a pear you should wash a banana too i know you're gonna peel it it's still dirty oh okay don't wash the inside but do wash the outside you know how many people pick that thing up yeah that, a lot that's, of people but that's that's a good psa six yeah um and it's not like it's not like a fucking like candy bar wrapper where it's actually designed to keep germs out. That is not what a banana peel does. Um, anyway, we decided to actually watch a specific common writer. We watched the first three episodes of Common Writer Gaim for this episode. Usually common ground, we just sort of get together and talk about what we've been watching. But we decided to coordinate because uh, I was like, okay, so it's food themed, and also. Especially these first three episodes are kind of out of their goddamn minds. Yeah, so, like okay, I thought that'd be interesting. For so context for me, I have been watching. I, I recently got into watching more Common Rider, recently, and the series I've been watching is Common Rider Drive, and I really like Drive. I, I think it's a really good show, but Drive is simple. It's straightforward. It has like very clear themes. Here in Common Rider Gaim, <laughs> oh boy, it's a <laughs> lot. It's a Ganorobuchi joint when it shows. It is. It is a Ganorobuchi joint with um. Well, we'll t- let's. You know what? I, I have lots of fun surprises for you. We have lots of lots of fun things to talk about. But I think we should just start out by. Very simply, uh, having Jen, our our stalwart, set out from these first three episodes, what is what is the premise of this show? Okay, so in this uh, city of Zawame, um, which appears to be run or at least mostly controlled by a corporation named Yggdrasil, with a imposing gigantic metal tower in the middle. Um, there's a bunch of people who basically form uh, dance crews and. Uh, they use free state. They stake their claim on free stages to basically perform dance routines, and uh, 
at any moment, another team can just walk up and uh, challenge the other to uh, the there's something called an invest game, which uses these locks to uh, get into this little hologram, but not quite hologram fight with monsters in order to be like, OK, we have this turf now. There's the main team, Team Gaim, um, has been kind of on the back foot ever since uh, their main member, uh, Kotek Kazuraba, left. But um, the leader of the group ends up um, putting together a deal with a, a shady um, seed dealer who basically... <laughs> Keep get, going! <laughs> who basically uh, is like, okay, I'm going to reserve this belt for you. Anyway, Kota, even though he's not part of the team, ends up, for one reason or another, trying the belt on uh, to to fight uh, these invest monsters who are basically attacking, who basically got out and are attacking the city. And using that, he turns into a common rider, um, a fruit themed common rider, depending on whatever seed is placed in there. And from there, he's rejoining Team Gaim. He's uh, going out, winning fights for his crew. And uh, he also has to deal with Team Baron, whose leader, as of episode three, has also found his own belt and is uh, challenging Kota. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it is it is useful just for the fun. The fun of the conversation we're about to have is the beginning of this, the very beginning of the first episode is like a panorama over like a huge battlefield where these characters are in their common writer suits commanding hordes of these little monsters and like there's a lady from like a lady in all white with blonde hair who's like magical I guess and the narrator is talking about how the world is about to devolve into absolute warfare for the truth or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we cut to dance battles <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, uh, first, first surprise is they, so the com- the common writer folks get various people to write these shows and Gennaro Brochi wanted to take a, take a shot at it. Right. And he had her, had his pitch for them and they were like, okay, this sounds all right. Uh, but one thing, listen, Urobochi, you like making things all grim and shit. That is what this I is do. For, this is for kids. This is for teenagers. We need you to not do that. <laughs> And Urobochi said, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> and they said, okay, well, fuck you. Everyone has to be a dance crew. And he said, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, they, they do do a lot of dancing in the show. <laughs> and they have a fucking, like, like, like fucking, you know, uh, oh, shit, brain, get there. Uh, they have like a jet set radio like DJ who's like the announcer, the narrator announcer for the show. Yeah, like like at least half of the cameras for the dance stuff and that announcer are GoPros placed um, in awkward angles, so the DJ could constantly just put his ca- face right in front of the camera. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's a really weird. I spent a lot of time watching the show thinking about how this world works, just in the way that's like, okay, so here's these hardcore crews who fight each other, but the stages that they perform on are very orderly in that you insert your card, and the, the music starts, and the music stops as soon as the card is removed. <laughs> the and de- then you dance not very well. Yeah, the designated dance zones. 
<laughs> That's what they're called in the Wikipedia article. They called it at the free performance zone. <laughs> it it gave me hypnosis mic vibes. Oh, you know, God. that's I think that's valid. Uh-huh. I I'm upset, but I understand. <laughs> Cuz like they're also it, it seems like the dance stuff and the games that they're playing in order to fight over turf are all organized by this Igrisol corporation. So they're basically playing within a system even though they seem to be part of this dance crew to get fame and to like push against like do something stand out more or less yeah igrazil has basically turned this turned this regular city into a company town and then has engineered a like a method of like of teenage rebellion and monetized it it's incredibly funny too because the dealer that they're getting these lock seeds from is presented in a very shady manner like he's going behind someone's back but then also like during the third episode, he's like, okay, I'm just going to set out and make official rules for these battles now. <laughs> Have these motorcycles on the house. And <laughs> so there's, there's, a, there's a great deal to talk about with this show. So one of, my, one of the things I do just genuinely love about this show, right? I think the, the acting and performance for the, the main character, Kota is really great. I think it is a really fantastic portrayal of a normal person getting common Rider powers, right? Right, because the first thing he does is, like, he transforms into common Rider at his various jobs and sees if he can fucking be the common Rider at, at his workplace. And, like, at home, he's transforming all the time and, like, practicing poses. Um, in his first fight... They, you know, they, they do a little bit to make it keep moving, but generally he discovers his various powers by accident and he's, it's very, it's very convincing. Like he watches someone jump up and he's like, I can probably do that. And he jumps and just slams into the railing. That was such a good first fight. Like it had an incredible slapstick energy to it of him just discovering on the fly things that save his neck right at the time when it's going to save his neck. Mm-hmm. I do love that during the henshin sequence, basically... Uh, when you lock the seed in place, um, a giant zipper um, opens in the sky, and it descending from the sky is a mechanical fruit based on the lock seed you're using. So just mm-hmm. for the first henshin sequence, uh, like Kota gets this giant orange on his head for a couple of seconds, and then it yep. folds down into the you know traditional samurai armor because this is um, the uh, design aesthetic for the suits are very much, you know, knights and samurais. Yeah, they, they've said they've said Sengoku many times already in this show. Yeah, they call it the Sengoku belt, you know. Yeah, and when they're doing their weird YouTube poop-like comedy edits where people's eyebrows are just shooting up and down at rapid speeds or they're having hard cuts as people are running around... It, your your context for YouTube poop is very different than mine. <laughs> it's not it's not like completely blown out, insanely close to the microphone. Gay Luigi. Uh, that's that's more what I'm used to. But please go on. I, I, <laughs> you see, that's the style of YouTube poop that I'm familiar with, which is the rapid cutting and editing of like reversing the footage and re 
and yeah, like <laughs> fast forwarding the footage as well. There's a mm. lot. Okay, so in Drive, um, there is this like captain that, like the main character, like he's part of a unit, and his the captain is basically nothing but YouTube poop editing. Okay, it's actually quite funny. You know, it's the thing where someone goes through a door. Their body freezes completely, then it rewinds as they walk through the door backwards. It shuts for a little too long, and it suddenly it slides back and forth through that rapidly. <laughs> that okay, sure, yes. Now I can I that was a that was a very good description, Jen. I can picture it now. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and we got a little bit of that um when I think um like when um Kota is searching through his room for his old guy jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like there's some there's some decent like uh comedic tone to this uh show because it can be very silly and I really like the silly parts. Also in that second episode when he's like trying his like his transformations out at various, you know, normal circumstances, every time he pulls it out, he just strikes the most like frozen, like artificial smile, and it's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, like the like I'm pretty sure there's like a ding sound effect when um he smiles. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty entertaining. Um yeah. yeah. Is this where we get into the weird relationship the show has with jobs? Like, uh, <laughs> the basically, Kota, before getting the common rider belt, is uh, working for this uh, takeout Indian food place and uh, is also helping paint houses and things like that. And um, after getting that belt, he understandably decides, I have more, I have things I'd rather do with my, t- I, I have things I'd rather do with my time than do these uh, various jobs and his sister who lives with him is basically like no that I can't accept the money you're getting from this because dancing is not a real job (laughs) it's like what (laughs) right because it's like her perspective on jobs is that of oh you have to be miserable and you're helping other people but at the same time you know, what does she think about musicians or artists or, as you pointed out, six fucking writers? Like Genarobochi. Genarobochi. Yeah. What are you trying to say, Gen? Uh, yeah, I think... Listen, Monica Rebellion know. wasn't that bad. Well, listen. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was pretty bad. I'm uh, I real. Know, maybe, okay, listen. If it wasn't Urobuchi, I would I would not posit this theory. But that man has a lot going on, and I don't always approve of what he has going on. What if he's like, hmm, so what I'm supposed to do when I'm making a common Rider show is deliver a message to the youth. I'm going to deliver the message, don't steal my job. <laughs> Very sneaky, Gen. It's like, just like, you definitely shouldn't get into the entertainment business. Boy, that's not a real job. Should leave leave those jobs for complete perverts like me. <laughs> <laughs> so the third it's, epi- my, it's my burden to bear. <laughs> so the third episode also confused me a lot because, like, they cut to uh, the Yggdrasil headquarters. It's like, oh, okay, we're going to see some ti- some scientists. But, like, no, it seems like there's straight up a university there in addition to lab stuff going on. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a company town. They own everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's true. That's not ominous at all and won't won't no. play no. into the plot <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, it's definitely not definitely not important that the uh, story description on uh, Wikipedia refers to it as uh, J- Jokamachi, aka the uh, a lord a, a, like a city surrounding a feudal lord's castle. I I do like how in the second episode there's a bit where, of course, the evil corporation is spying on um, Koda as he's doing his thing, but it's. They're inside a car, and rather than just stay in the car and continue filming discreetly, a guy in a suit just straight up gets out of the car and starts walking over there rapidly with a camcorder. (laughs) But the other thing is, the way this town seems to be run, I bet that shit happens all the time. (laughs) I bet you're at the grocery store, and you're like, I'm going to try this new cereal, and then just a person with a suit walks out holding a camera, and you're like, Okay. Can I help you? And and they and they just they don't say anything. They just keep filming. And you're like, I, I guess I'll go about my day. De- de- and they just silently nod in, the, <laughs> in a sort of continue. Yeah, like the weird nature of that gigantic metallic tree in the middle and all that made me think. It it made me wonder. Do any of these common writer shows like share continuity with one another? Um, some it's it's that would be a very complicated conversation. I mean, I I've always thought of like basically every common writer show ostensibly takes place in its own setting, but there are crossovers. There are crossovers, and there's also like. There are shows like uh, Zio or Decade, which kind of make it canon that it's like Marvel multiverse theory. Right. Oh, okay. Because like Common Rider Zio, not to get into it, but Common Rider Zio and Decade are both Common Riders whose powers are other Common Riders. Right. Those are the anniversary shows. Right. Um, I haven't watched those because you should really watch the shows they're about before watching them, and I'm still working on that. But. Yeah, same. Like, I, I figure I should watch at least a couple of the shows referenced by Decade before I watch Decade, even though mm-hmm. I, I looked up Decade a little bit, and I realized Gact was, like, inescapable for a couple of years because Gact did the opening theme for Decade. Gact is still inescapable. He's like a force of nature. I uh, I went to the store and I was like I'm gonna try a new cereal and Gak stepped out with a camera, <laughs> and I was like Can I help you? And he didn't say anything. And he just nodded. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Another thing. So episode three is just kind of buck wild, um, because like first of all, it does like he <sighs> the duel is so strange. <laughs> the duel is so strange because. I don't know what they're dueling for. There are literally zero stakes established. Right. Uh, maybe ratings are going to go up and down. Um, and Sid, the the Lockseed dealer, literally gives fucking Kaito, the leader of Baron, uh, a driver specifically to make him fight Kota, and then shows up and says, hey, you can't fight. 
You're gonna have this just, motorcycle race. Yeah. Well, he doesn't even he doesn't even say race. He's just like just use these and gives the motorcycles. Yeah. That, and then when they drive too fast, they start spinning and teleport into hell. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was his plan all along. He just didn't. He just left out all of the details of the actual challenge, just so that they would have a reason to start driving fast on these motorcycles, not understanding what they're going to do next. As they just started spinning and turning towards the camera, we were just collectively losing our minds. Just And everyone, every, it's okay, everyone was able to watch it just fine because they're in this hellish, you know, company town where there are cameras everywhere. So they just tapped in the Wi-Fi and just started watching. I mean, this was an episode, this was an episode ostensibly that was going to be, oh, the first fight between Gaim and baron right or Mm -hmm. you know as they're in their rider forms and they don't even trade a single blow in this episode i think they they fight in the next one though where we meet the melon man (laughs) well we also meet the grape man Mm -hmm. though we did already meet the great man it's it's michi yeah it's michi yeah michi's all right i do think the show tipped its hand a little too early when they initially went into the forest in episode one and kota is about to eat one of the fruits because immediately well this is also a kid's show so maybe this is just me watching too many things and being an adult but it's like oh okay that's how these monsters are forming yep (laughs) uh guess what happened to yuya ate the fruit (laughs) he's the first monster they fought of course yeah Yep. Fucking Ganarubuchi. <laughs> the, the, the villains are just going to bring that out at some point, so Kota has to be like, no! I mean, it is a Rubuchi. He might just never bring it out. That is true. <laughs> I don't know. It's such a It's such a weird show. I don't think it's bad. And, I mean, it's it's certainly fun. And there are parts of it that I do think are really well written. I think a lot of the portrayal of Kota is really fantastic. That actor really just nails this, like, happy-go-lucky dipshit in a way that I find really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but has such a bizarre premise. <laughs> right, because we just have this show that has dance battles and Pokemon battles and Sengoku-era samurai orange men. <laughs> Hey, so what if, okay, what if when you were dancing and someone else wanted to use the stage, you had to pull out a little device that summons a demon from hell, and if you let go, it starts murdering people? (laughs) Right. What about rock, paper, scissors, assholes? Or, I don't know, a dance battle? (laughs) Somebody's going to get hurt, Kyrie. Somebody's already getting hurt. You're summoning demons from hell. <laughs> they have alluded to doing dance battles multiple times, but it has never once happened. <laughs> I think it's because they're all bad dancers. Yeah, they, like, they're Bar- dancers. Baron dancers are okay, but, like, they... It feels like Urobochi was, like... Uh, Urobochi, and I, I, my understanding is he was correct about this. I have not seen all of this show. I've been spoiled on things. Um, my understanding is the uh, dance stuff is going to fall away. And I think Urobochi was like, I'm not going to pay specifically for actors that can dance. I'm just going to put up with their premise for a little bit and then push it to the side and they won't notice. 
Yeah, because like I've seen, I saw the, like the Common Writer wiki that this show is divided into four separate arcs, and one of them is I think the Common Writers go go to that hell dimension to fight an invasion. Like we sure. just we just completely drop the dance battle stuff. Like, well, I mean, maybe maybe that's how they fight the invasion. Sure. Yeah. Maybe they go in there and the demon is like, "Don't say no, just live more." We 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 also really haven't gotten into the fact that uh for both of for both common writers awakening so far the lady in white just appears to be like hey so if you keep if you fight this battle you're doing you're going to set yourself down a path that you cannot escape from and <laughs> I like Kaito's answer. I like Kaito was just like I it's like screw your destiny. I'm just gonna do what I want. <laughs> and it's funny because she looks very concerned by that statement, even though like you'd figure that a character like that would just be like, "Oh, you're you say that just silently smirking or something like that, or just being aware that okay, he's gonna end up doing it anyway." But she genuinely looks like, "Oh no, what if he really doesn't do what we need him to do?" <laughs> I think it. I, I I am under the impression that she is genuinely altruistic, and like it seems like she's like trying to change the course of events because things are going to go bad. Okay, so basically, them pulling up the common rider suits is probably a bad thing. Then, I guess the the Yggdrasil people did wait, seem a wait, little. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying in an Urobuchi show, using the special power is a bad thing? I haven't watched that many Urobuchi shows. It is it is a pretty common fucking theme for Urobuchi. Yeah. This is why that I is... this is why I appreciate works like Thunderbolt Fantasy where there were writers that clearly reined him in. Mm-hmm. Well there's other mm-hmm. writers for the show too, like there's five other writers on the show. Sure, but like I don't know. I mean, you know, numbers is it's not an it's not necessarily a numbers game right i uh like you can have a situation okay here's here's an example right jen yeah i'm gonna make katsudon you can put the rice in the rice cooker for me kyrie can you get the ketchup please that's three cooks you two didn't do shit Yeah, that is you know that analogy tracks, and it's like there is some very very clear like you definitely feel the influence of Urobuchi like early on, even in these three episodes. Like, just you can just feel his presence in a way that you don't get with something like Thunderbolt Fantasy, where he was clearly reined in. Mm-hmm. God, I should rewatch Thunderbolt Fantasy. Yeah, you should. I re- I rewatched it. It was great. Also, I just scrolled through the entire episode list without actually looking at the descriptions. I was just looking at the writer, and I did notice that 95 or more percent of this show um, has him listed as the sole writer. With uh, Well, occasionally you'll see two writers listed, but he's always on the ones where there are two writers listed. And then every once in a while, there'll just be a different name um, as the sole writer for an episode or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is very much this is very much his baby. He grew this fruit. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing anyone says. <laughs> it's not like a saying. Yeah. 
Orangey arms. Lock on. I have to say, the suits are actually pretty, like, the fruit theming is goofy, but given the premise, they look pretty sick. The orange armor is cool. The orange armor is really cool. I like, my favorite detail in the um, suits are that the visor in which the actor would see through um, are very clearly based upon, like, the inside of that fruit. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you've ever sliced an orange, like, um, orange arms a visor would look like that um i think it's really c- cool actually i find it very fun that the um that the <laughs> fucking henshin belts are ostensibly cutting boards yeah uh wait till later in the show uh <laughs> where you put the lock seed between two fists and you you hit the button and it says juicy and it presses them together and then goes soda. Great. <laughs> I can't wait. I do plan to watch this show after I finish drive. I, I do plan to watch it because, um, Gaim aired before drive, but there is a crossover movie. Mm. Um, so, I mean, like, I don't know. I can't speak to the quality of the crossover movie, but I do like drive quite a bit. And I, would like to see more of that character. So um, I do want the, you know, experienced guy as like almost as a, like in a weird way, if drive is a fairly simple uh, show, um, guy seems to be like kind of its opposite. And it would be, I think it's, I think it'll be interesting for me to watch through these shows and kind of see the, breadth and depth of like common writer even just within two years of each other mm-hmm. yeah that's i feel like it's it's one of the things that you get more from from japanese franchise than you do from western ones and you know it's obviously not exclusive but there's this approach of like okay we have this like formula let's give it to different creatives and see what they do um and i think it can have some very interesting results yeah as opposed to just giving everything to J.J. Abrams. Right. <laughs> I do really J. J. like J.J. Abrams the... presents the common Joss writer. Whedon. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> I do really like the pineapple flail. Oh, the pineapple flail is pretty good. Uh, I liked pineapple arms quite a bit. <laughs> well, you'll get, you'll, get a, you'll get a lot more. Don't worry. There's, there's so much fruit to be had. Mm-hmm. I think there's even a durian guy. Yes, there is. I, I've I've um, seen some of the suits before, and yes, there is a durian. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's Common Rider guy. Uh, this is it's kind of weird and kind of dumb, but pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the, in general, hey, watch more Common Rider. Common Rider's good. Yeah, the Rider Kick. I gotta say, the Rider Kick. Uh, for I mean, they named the episode "Deadly Pineapple Kick." Pretty good, pretty good rider kick. He, he he like he throws the flail at them and then kicks through the flail and like punches a hole through them and the the hole turns into a ring of pineapple. <laughs> it's pretty good. Common rider is pretty good. It's, so I'm on the common rider uh, subreddit. It's one of the few ones I check out because I like I like the ones that are just like people who are like wholesome fans of a thing and aren't trying to be like like meta. They're just like. Man, I really thought this form was cool, right? Mm-hmm. 
I'm also on the Gunpla subreddit for the same reason. It's just people being like, hey, I built this fucking Zaku. Doesn't it look sick? And people are like, yeah, that looks sick, man. It's great. Um, but occasionally you get people who want to come on there and come up with their own, like, you know. Here's my theory as to why all the Showa era uh, writers take place in the same universe. No, actually, no, we don't get that pretty much at all. What you get is you get people being like, so here's my writer. This is common writer denim. And he takes different fabrics and he puts them in this like sewing kit belt and it goes threads. And you're like, dude, this sounds so stupid. And none of it's like worse than actually is in the show. But when you just see it on paper, it's terrible <laughs> isn't that just describing best genist i mean that was a fake example because i didn't want to shame anyone but yeah i guess so i guess so yeah yeah the, the one i saw the other day was like someone doing it with like gems it was like you put gems in and it shakes them and then it's like emerald and you i'm like buddy that sounds terrible and if it wasn't a show it would be sick as hell and i'd get hype every time yeah basically that's <laughs> just that's that's the that's the tokusatsu experience of like ideas that you you write down and you just have to be like no i know this sounds like shit yeah. but it'll look cool in action yeah but but actually when the robot goes soda you're going to be like that's so hype <laughs> Now, is it saying soda like the drink or soda like the fucking Japanese phrase? Or is it no, a it's, pun? No, it's, 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 it's soda because he, you're taking the, the fruit and pushing, pressing it into soda. I see. Uh, if, you want, if you want the um, the other one, Comrider's Saber, um, there's a lot of... There, there's, there's certain finishing moves where the, the, the belt goes... Hmm, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because of course obviously it's it's you know reading books to beat people up and so you're you are reading something and getting something out of it and you are expressing this through your <laughs> my favorite part one of my favorite parts about common rider drive is that after a fight um the ai in the belt goes nice drive and honks nice that's good <laughs> We should, we should do a common ground on common rider drive when at some point it's i'm I'd, really i'd be happy to i'm really entertained by it it's my first like full course like writer show i'm having a great time well the other thing is we can just like this is the first time we're doing common writers uh, common ground specifically over like a show and episodes of a show if you want to record one of these like next week where we just talk about what we'll be watching i'm game i can give the pitch on saber properly and you know we could just we could just chat. Yeah. Uh, Jen, you're not invited. You don't watch anything. Aw. <laughs> Listen, if you if you wanna if you wanna do your homework, if you wanna be there, I'll allow it. Or if you just wanna listen in on the Discord call and have your have your mic muted. <laughs> you know you know what you know what I could do? What's I that? could uh, actually go back and actually start watching more build again. Yeah. That would be great. Build is build is great. Build. Build really does some great shit. You still haven't gotten to fucking com like Common Rider Rogue, who is the coolest Common Rider of all time. Yeah, I I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, his 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 like his final form, which is is relegated to like a VHS spinoff. Well, I guess it was a DVD at that point or whatever. But like like a special release spinoff, not part of the main series. His final upgrade. His he has uh two 
vials connected by a hinge because they're like the jaws of a crocodile and he snaps them together and then shoves it in. I think I saw that on YouTube. It was so cool. <laughs> I would I like I, every once in a while I check eBay and I'm like $500. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But damn, that thing's sick. Mm-hmm. Let me check right now. Prime Rogue Bottle. I got to say, getting into both Gundam and Kamen Rider in, within the relative same time slot. Okay, 135 That's That's feasible. That's very expensive. <laughs> That's expensive. Don't pay that much. I shouldn't pay that much. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Getting into both Gundam and Common Rider has made me pine for very expensive plastic. It's a. It's a. It's a rough one too. There, I bought the. I bought the full full rabbit tank recently. Oh, nice. That was that was ninety bucks. Oh, oh no! Yeah, I I can't get into that. Like I, I, I can. Yeah, <laughs> I could do gunpla. Gunpla is like it, it's not cheap, but it's affordable. And uh, I cannot do a hundred bucks for a common writer toys. <laughs> I bet you could. I bet you could too. But I think you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. It seems we managed to once again find. Uh, common ground. Uh, this is this is a shorter notice episode, so I probably you know what maybe I'll do henshin sequences, but I'll do them in like a later edit. The initial release of this episode isn't gonna have henshins or finishers because that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do that for the I'll do that like like when I'm releasing the the anime on Blu-ray. I'll do yeah. the extra release later where I do all the work. Right, um, where you make the fences, like, prettier. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> to a point where it starts to be like, actually, these fences are really distracting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Monica <laughs> is its own nightmare. <laughs> uh, but it's the finisher zone. Yeah? Yeah, that's this like, plug zone, but, you know, it's your finisher. Okay. What's the finisher word? Quesots. Okay, um... You can find me on Twitter at JBU3. Um, most of my stuff is on scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. And uh, we're going to be doing our next novel, not new, I imagine sometime this month or in May. It depends on how quickly we can get through Suzerain. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you can listen to Novel Not New at Reading Games Done Online. And you can follow me on Twitter, Kyrie A. Page, on Twitter.com. I've been mostly posting Monster Hunter pictures because that's another franchise I find myself falling headfirst into. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at 6Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, you can find my work at scanlinemedia.com, patreon.com, scanline. Same, same as these folks. You know, listen, we, we do work together. It's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's been a while since we've been on a podcast where we had to do plugs, since most of them are Patreon. <laughs> or or just not together, also. Yeah, that too. But, uh, yeah. And uh, un- until next time, folks, uh, don't say no, just log off. <laughs> See ya. Later. <laughs>